0: But uh, the title of my message this morning is Faith Casting, Faith Casting. And it's gonna be a little bit of a different morning just in case you're wondering, if you're one of those people that need to know what's happening all the time, constantly that's control and we'll pray for you later but if you need to know what's going to happen we have a special treat for you today. Uh, I'm going to preach for about 10 or 15 minutes but then we're going to actually uh, show a video that's been uh, filmed of Pastor Phil Pringle. Uh, every every uh, few months Pastor Phil releases a, a video out to the entire movement of C3 Church. Now maybe you're wondering what is the movement of C3 Church? Good question. Uh, you are actually you and I are actually part of something so much bigger than what we possibly even know. In fact the uh, Pastor Phil and Chris started C3 Church in 1980 in Sydney, Australia. And now there are over 530 C3 churches that meet all around the world. Isn't that cool to know? Some of you didn't know that. But we're actually part of a massive movement of churches and we are under great leadership. So I want you to give it up for Pastor Phil and Pastor Chris Pringle. And Pastor Phil, you're going to see him at Presence Conference in just just a couple of weeks time. So register yourself today for that too. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. But um, spoiler alert, his message is all about a, uh, a, it's, a it's a prophetic word about, uh, about victory and vision for the future. And he talks about prophecy. And uh, prophecy may be a, a phrase that you're not familiar with, but, but to sim- simplify it, it's just seeing into the future and speaking into the future. And, and as I was watching this video this week of, of Pastor Phil um, sharing Around his message, it kind of caused me to to look at my own life and think well what am i what am I seeing and speaking for my own future what, what do I see and more importantly what am I speaking into my own future you know the bible says in proverbs that 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 life and death is in the power of the The tongue, yes, some of you have heard that before. And I believe that scripture to be true. And sometimes I think it's possible for you and I to actually underestimate the power of our words and the power that our tongue can have. Your tongue is such a small part of our body, yet it can have such a massive effect on our futures. So there's kind of three areas I wanna just quickly talk about. And I believe that as we learn about these three uh, various areas, it's actually gonna help us even get a deeper understanding when Pastor Phil's video comes on in just a moment. Is that cool? Let's pray really quickly. God, I thank You for everybody here today. I thank You, God, that we are going to uh, see many people today join a Connect Group. We're going to see many people set free today of, of, of thoughts and beliefs that they may have had in their mind. And go, I pray specifically for, Lord, Lord, for everybody watching online too, that they would get something out of this message today. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So the first area I want to quickly talk about today is, is what am I speaking into myself? What are we speaking into ourselves? Am, am I speaking life or death into myself? Am I, am, I, am I speaking positively or am I just saying, man, I'm never gonna make it. I'm, I'm just a loser. I'm just, I'm always gonna have this problem. I'm always gonna have this addiction. This thing runs in my family. I'm never gonna get out of debt. Or am I saying, no, no, the Bible says a few things that about me that are a little bit different from that. Am I saying that I'm above and not beneath? I'm the head, not the tail. I'm a conqueror. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got winning on my mind, on my mind I can never win enough. Come on, that's DJ Khaled in case you missed it. Some of y'all need to listen to some secular music and turn off the K-Love for a second. But, but no, I love K-Love, I love you. But, but here's the thing, what are we speaking into ourselves? What are we saying into our own lives? Come on, if we believe the Bible is true and that, that life or death is in the power of a tongue, then we're believing that our, our tongue is a powerful thing. That if, if we use it, we could use it for ourselves or against ourselves. And I guess I got the feeling there's some people in here today and you've been doing some self-harm on your soul from your own tongue. But today's your day to get set free of that, amen? amen. What are we speaking into ourselves? And, and I'm not just talking like, oh, it's, it's positive talk. I think there's positive talk But then there's prophetic talk. And those two things are very different. You can find on YouTube a bunch of different positive talk people. And there's nothing wrong with positive talk. But I don't know if I want to be doing positive talk as much as I want to be doing prophetic talk. It's possible that there could even be people in here today and and you've had things spoken over you from other people. And you've allowed somebody else's words in a negative way to then form and shape you someone could say something to you and then what you say to yourself after that person says that thing could be taken through the wrong filter. There's an old saying. It goes, it's not what Bill says to John. It's what John says to John after Bill stops speaking. And I think that there's power in what we say to ourselves after somebody else Stop speaking, because how many people know that not everybody's perfect? And sometimes people say things that they don't mean or come out the wrong way. And if we hear it through the wrong filter, our tongue will become this dagger, this knife that will hack away at our lives. Example. I could say to my wife, you look nice today. And that is a fantastic thing to say. Come on, man, you know what I'm talking about. That's a good thing to say to your wife. If If you don't say it, start. Put it in your iPhone, make a note to say that. So I could say to my wife, oh, you look nice today. And she could, she could hear that through two different filters. The first filter, which is the good one is, oh, he thinks I look nice, that's good. That's what she should say. And that's what she does usually say. The incorrect filter. The incorrect filter is, well, what does that mean? Did I not look nice yesterday? Did I not look nice last year? Did I not look nice? Are you saying I didn't look nice on our wedding day? This is not Emma. It's an exa- it's, it's exaggerated story to make a point. But you understand what I'm trying to say. You understand. Like, does my butt look big? You can't answer that question. You can, man, we cannot answer that question. Do not answer that question. Flee. Flee from that question. Does my butt look big? It never does. You just never answer that. You just get out. <laughs> your butt looks fine, but your attitude needs to work out. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm just joking. I just like to have fun in church. And, and there's a few faces that need to have more fun in here today. So I'm just trying to help somebody today. Some of y'all definitely need to get in a connect group. You haven't smiled for three years. You're meant to be a Christian. Come on, somebody. Let me help you today. What do we speak to ourselves? Do we underestimate the power of, of the prophetic internally? Do we prophesy over ourselves? We're so busy prophesying over everybody else, we get to prophesy over ourselves. Second area I want to just quickly talk about, because it's Connect Sunday, is what am I speaking and prophesying into the relationships around me, the people around me? Ephesians 4 verse 29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful in building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Our words were not intended to, to tear people down. Our words are intended to, to build people up. This is why connect groups are so important. Connect groups are so important. And, and, and will, you, will you have great food? Yes. Yes, you will. Hopefully you will. And if it's not good food, maybe try a different group. The Connect is a train specifically to have good food. If you show up and there's a kale salad, that's a problem, people. That's a, someone needs to be rebuked. Um, yeah. Oh, but there's dressing. I don't care. I don't care what the dressing is. Unless you're adding a pound of chicken in there and Chick-fil-A sauce, then we've got a, a situation I can maybe eat the kale. Anyway, will you have good food at Connect? Yes, you will. Will you laugh with people? Yes, you will. Will you have fun? Yes, you will. Will you play Jenga? Hopefully. Jenga's a phenomenal game. Talk about adrenaline rush. Good Christian fun. Will you play Twister? Hopefully not. Because that game's from the devil. I'm sorry if you're a Twister fan. I don't need a game to prove to everybody in the room how unflexible I am, okay? I don't need that to happen. Besides, who invents that game, Twister? What kind of sick person? i a sick person. What's a game that I could have where I could kind of crawl all over other people and it's okay. That's Twister. Twister's for married people, okay? It's for married people and that's it. So no Twister or Connect Groups is the message if you're not getting it. Okay. Twister. All those things will happen at Connect Group. But you know what's the most important thing about Connect Group? Is that when you go to Connect Group, You're gonna have people around you that are gonna help build you up. They're gonna speak into your world. And the other side of it too, which I think is equally as important, is that you're gonna have people around you that you get to build up. I don't know about you, but for me, I need both of those things. I need to have people around me speaking life into me, but then I also need to have people around me that I get to speak life into. I think it's a powerful thing not to always need to be the recipient of, of someone speaking stuff into you, but how about you and I make it our mission? Come on, why don't we speak life and speak prophetically into other people's lives? Like, like, come on, how easy is it just to take a moment and we don't have to get all deep and spiritual about it. Just take a moment and say, man, I just want to encourage you today. I think you're going to make it through that, that situation you're in. I know you're, you're having a hard Time in, in your job right now, but I think you're going to get through it. That's it. It's as simple as that building other people up. What am I speaking into my relationships, into my, my family and my friends? Words are powerful. Words are so powerful. The phrase, all sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me, is completely flawed, completely incorrect. Words can hurt, but they can also build up. And the third area, just quickly to speak through before we throw to the video of Pastor Phil, is what am I speaking? into my future, into my future. Am I speaking death or am I speaking life into my future? What a crazy thought to think that that our tongue has, has the power to shape our future. Where we could be a year from now, five years from now. Certain things that we could say or not say in the heat of an argument, in a moment. Things that we say, what are we speaking into our future? This may be a crazy concept for some people, tragically, but did you know that God actually really wants you to live a phenomenal life? I, I know, I know, this is not popular with some people. I know there's probably a handful of Christians out there, and you know, you've got like a car worth fifty dollars, and you are. You, uh, you 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 don't think that you should um, have any degree of fun in your life. You've got a really sad face, even right, maybe right now, and you and you are you're unhappy in your job, and you're unhappy with your life, and you're unhappy kind of in everything in your world, and you and you are living. You're you're sort of scraping through life, and and you think it's a noble thing that, that you just scrape through life, and that you 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 know you you can't possibly have any fun, you can't possibly have any hope or any ex- expectation or any excitement for your future. Let me just. Just debunk that myth today that the God does not want you and I to live that life. He wants you and I to live a great life. I'll say it again. He wants you and I to live a great life on earth and in heaven. Heaven's cool. Heaven's gonna be taken care of. Roads of gold, etc. We know that. But, but, but God wants you to live a good life on earth as well. Jesus hung on a cross so that you, can, I, you and I could have eternal life, but also a great life on earth as well. You see, God's not in heaven right now calling an emergency board meeting because He is concerned at the state of humanity and all the fun that we're having down here. God's not gathering His chief angels and saying, angels, gather around. These humans, they're stressing me out. They're having so much fun down there. They've got endless music to listen to. They're having vacations. There's a place called Cancun, which I invented. What was I thinking? It's almost as nice as heaven. And they're going there. All you can eat buffets, crystal clear water. They're having so much fun with their kids. There's these things called water parks with these slides and they slide down and they hit the water and there's so much joy. Some of these guys are playing this game called golf. What's golf? I don't know why that's the guy's voice. What's golf, God? It's this crazy game where mostly men walk around outside for eight hours at a time in the hot sun with a stick. And they hit a little white ball into a hole and they pay money to do it. (laughs) And they're enjoying it. To make matters worse, they've got amazing food down there. They've got this thing called Chick-fil-A. Someone invented Chick-fil-A sauce, which we have not got up here in heaven. i put an order in. And they have this thing called McDonald's. And don't pretend you don't go to McDonald's. We're all, we're all honest here. Fresh, real, and powerful, real. <laughs> McDonald's children have this thing called a Happy Meal and they're very happy about it. Fries, the selection hamburger or nuggets. The selection of milk or juice. The selection of apple slices or yogurt or extra fries. And to top it all off, they're getting a free toy. And they don't even have to get out of their car. (laughs) Come on, somebody say amen for Happy Meals. Don't pretend like you don't get a Happy Meal for your kid every now and then. Don't even get me started on the McPick menu. That's out of control. How are they even making a profit? I don't know. But I think that God wants to maybe tell somebody today that you're actually meant to live a phenomenal life. You're actually supposed, you and I are supposed to live an incredible life. Now, if you're still having a hard time believing me, that's okay. I've got the Bible to back me up. Jeremiah 29 11. You've probably heard this scripture before. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I think God wants to tell somebody in here today that maybe you've lost your hope, maybe you've lost the idea of your future, well, guess what? You can get that back today. God wants to give you a future and a hope. It's in the Bible. It's black and white. God wants you and I not just to see our future, but to speak into our future. Come on, He's given us a tongue that we can use to not just not just see our future, but we can speak into the incredible future that you and I are gonna have, Amen. So we're going to spin this Pastor Phil video just now. It goes for about 10 minutes and he's going to talk about prophecy and how you and I can speak into our future. So why don't you guys spin that video. Come on, check your eyes to the screen and let's welcome Pastor Phil to South Campus today.
1: Hi everyone. Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle. Hi, guys. It's wonderful, wonderful
0: to be sharing this message with you today.
1: Welcome to church this weekend. What a delight to have you in the house of God. Many guests, we're so glad you made it. We're so glad you're here and looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Chris?
0: Yes, well, look, I am excited that I'm here to introduce my husband. This is an amazing message of prophecy and inspiration to release something absolutely new in the midst of you and all our churches. So I know you're going to love this message today. So God bless you. As we
1: come into Presence Conference in San Diego.
0: Yes, C3 Americas. In
1: August. Do whatever you can to be there. It's going to be absolutely yes. amazing.
0: Yes, for a real big hug. Not a virtual one like this one, but a real one. So God bless you. Amen. See you there.
1: Well, I, I wanted to share about this uh, amazing gift that God has given to us called prophecy. And it may seem like a small subject, but actually it embraces a vast array of the moving of the Holy Spirit When the Holy Spirit first fell on those 120 disciples, Peter stood up and he said, When the Spirit of God falls, young men will see visions, and old men will dream dreams, and handmaidens and servants will prophesy. Actually, the dreaming of dreams and the seeing of visions and prophesying are pretty much all the same thing. And I have no doubt that we are moving into an era a brand new phase, an incredibly higher level and a higher season of anointing and outpouring of the Holy Spirit than we've ever seen in the history of the world. In C3 and right across the earth, right across all flesh and all the church right around the world, we're going to see a move of God that is completely unstoppable. The moving of the Spirit always brings about proclamations or prophecies, immediately when they were filled with the Spirit, they all began to speak in other languages that they never learned before. And then the apostles stood up and started preaching, especially Peter. And he prophesied about the wonders of God and the glory of God. And he magnified God in his preaching. He was worshiping God with his preaching. And speaking in a way that is supernatural throughout all of Scripture is called prophesying. In fact, right from the Old Testament, Moses, when he looked back through time, it was an an element of prophesying. He was seeing in the Spirit how the world was created. Right through to the book of John and the book of Revelation written by the Apostle John, he was seeing into the future. And that was also the gift of prophecy. In fact, Jesus, when he was here, he said, I only do what I see my Father doing. Now, when the word prophecy originally comes into Scripture, it means to bubble up, to be like a fountain within. And you'll find that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, things will come out of your mouth. Worship, praise, glorifying God, speaking in new languages, supernatural utterances begin to happen. But that word morphed into a new word as well, which meant seer. And that word meant that you could actually begin to see what God was doing and then speak it into being. Inside us, when we're born again, we get a duplicate set of faculties. We get spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, spiritual feelings, spiritual taste, spiritual smell. We can sense God. When we dominate our world with stimulus to the flesh man, to our body, we shut down that spirit man. But when we quieten down our flesh and and not let it have so much stimulation we actually awaken those sensibilities and those faculties that belong to the inner man one of the reasons we close our eyes when we pray is to shut out all that imaging that's coming from the natural world and the inner eye our inner eyes are opened and we can start to see god and reach out into the spirit In fact, Paul in Ephesians 3 verse 20, he prays for the Ephesian church. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart are opened. I pray that you get it. That's what really he was asking. The the prayer was that the, the inner eye, the inner vision that God wanted to show them would become apparent. God wants to mingle His thoughts with our imagination. And we should never underestimate the power of imagination, in terms of waiting on God. Because once we have started to perceive something and conceive it in our mind, we can then speak it. And many times Jesus told us, rather than just say it and pray it, He wants us to prophesy it into being. He'd say, speak to the mountain and it will move. Most often Jesus would speak to sickness and He'd say, be healed to a person. He would tell people to do things and they would act on that word and they would find themselves in a new level of victory and healing. And that is what I believe God has taken us into as we move into the future. There is a new anointing. There is a fresh oil coming upon C3. Part of that is not just praying, but it is proclaiming. It is prophesying. And I am prophesying that we will see a million people worshiping in our congregations all around the world in the next few years. I am prophesying that we will see a revival and a move of God and an outpouring of the Spirit like we have never seen before. I am prophesying that we are going to see the sick healed, the dead raised. We are going to see blind eyes opened. We are going to see thousands and thousands and thousands of teenagers coming to Christ. A massive revival is going to be poured out on the, holy, on the people of God all over the world. And we are going to find that every church will experience an influx of teenagers. The touch of God will not be stopped in this era. The devil can't stop it people can't stop it. Governments won't stop it. The Holy Spirit is coming on earth like a wave that is unstoppable. And I prophesy that your churches, your churches, your people, your teenagers, your youth, your teams are all going to experience the touch and the power of the Holy Ghost at another level so that you start to see the future and that you start to prophesy those things that God is about to do. We're living in an age when God wants to move in our hearts not just move sovereignly from above. Sometimes we are asking God to do things that He wants us to do and He has told us to do. He has said, you go heal the sick, and we go pray, God, heal the sick person. We are the ones with the Word of the Lord in our mouth, and we can say to this world, Be healed in Jesus' name. We can say to the dead, come alive in Jesus' name. We can say to the sick, be healed. We can say to people who are suffering and they're in poverty and they're in difficulty, to marriages that are in trouble, to people who are suicidal, we can bring the Word of God and bring life. The most important thing for me about prophecy is that I believe it's a lifesaver. We live in a world where young people... Middle-aged people, older people are struggling to grasp hope. They're struggling to see a future. They're struggling to feel like something good is going to happen to them. And I believe we're living in an hour now where every time people come into church, something good is going to happen to them because we prophesied it, because we said it. We need to clothe our congregations with faith. We need to clothe our lives with faith in the morning to speak over our lives that I am blessed. I am uh, holy. I am on fire. I have energy. I am awake. Uh, I love God. I love church. I love the people of God. I'm destined for greatness. When you start to see these things, in your life and you speak them, you will find you transform into the very words that are coming out of your mouth. Never underestimate the power of your tongue. You can create life or bring death with that. You can actually penetrate into heaven with the Word of God in your lips, with the high praises of God in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. We bring defeat to the devil and we access heaven. God has given us His Word to use. It isn't just to study. It isn't just to memorize. It isn't just to meditate on. It isn't just to teach. It is to use as a weapon. It is to use as a powerful weapon that defeats the devil, cuts him in pieces, and brings down strongholds. It's also an incredible weapon in terms of coming against our own flesh, coming against all the persecution and criticisms. As you speak that word, you are speaking the very same word that created the heavens and the earth. It has got power in it. The living Word of God has so much power that it created a universe, for goodness sake. When we put His Word in our mouth, like God said to Jeremiah, I put my Word in your mouth. Once that begins to happen and we prophesy, we'll see valleys of dry bones come alive. We will see dead men coming out of their tombs. We will see whole communities transformed, converted by the power of Christ and our churches set on fire with revival in the prayer meeting. And I'm telling you, there is a revival in our prayer meetings. God is bringing great amounts of prayer into our lives and into our churches. We shouldn't be just praying. We should be prophesying that God is about to move in our own lives, in our families, in our finances, in our circumstances, in our communities with salvation, with blessing, with an abundance in Jesus' name. I'm praying for you right now that the power of the Holy Ghost will fall upon you, your congregation, your families, and you'll experience abundance in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, let the blessing and the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost Rest on all of our congregations all around the world in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Come on, put your hands
0: together for Pastor Phil. What a word. What a great word. I love that word. Come on, he says prophecy sees into the future and speaks it into being. Talks about two different things in that sentence. What do we see for our future? And then what do we speak into our future? I wanna ask everyone that question, including myself today. What are we seeing for our future? And then what are we speaking into our future? Are we seeing and speaking into our future through the filter of doubt? Or are we doing that through the filter of faith? Are we seeing the future through the filter of fear? where we see in the future and speak in the future through the filter of faith. Like Pastor Phil said, that we need to clothe ourselves in faith. I believe that today faith is coming back to some people in this room today. You've been drowning in fear, drowning in doubt, unsure of the future. But today, even as I'm speaking right now, faith is rising up within you. Somebody even watching online right now, faith is rising up within you. Are we clothed in faith? Are we prophesying our futures through the filter of faith? When I was 11 years old, I got my first job. And I don't wanna brag, but it was pretty pretty amazing. I was a paper boy. Yeah, any other paper boys in the house? Come on, it's back when, it's before the internet. So papers were really important. I was the paper boy and and I would, uh, it was quite profitable actually. Uh, my mum would fold the papers for me. And then my dad would typically put me in his car that he paid for in the gas he's paying for. And we'd drive around and throw the papers on the driveways. And it was great. I was collecting a, a decent salary as an 11, 12 year old kid. And uh, anyone who's been in the paper business knows how important the weather is. This is a maker or a breaker for you in your paper delivery career. So as a kid I would I would every night I would I would have to watch the news because this is pre-internet. So you'd have to watch the news to find out anything. Like it was terribly time consuming. So every night I would watch the news as I was delivering papers twice a week and I would watch the weather part of the news at the end. And they would give give a forecast for what could happen over the next few days and that forecast could be right, it could be wrong. I found quite often it was actually incorrect and they would say it's going to be fine and I would not wrap the newspapers in the plastic bags only to find that I'm out there delivering them and it starts to rain. That's a big problem for a paper boy. Every paper boy knows if it's going to rain, even the slightest chance of rain, you've got to put those, ba- the, those papers in the plastic bag to protect the valuable information within those papers. So every night I watch the news. Sometimes it would be mostly fine with a chance of rain. That was the worst. That was the worst because the chance of rain doesn't mean anything. It's just the news guy doesn't really know. So he's saying it's a chance of rain. So I'd have to wrap, or my mum would have to wrap all these newspapers in plastic bags. God bless my mum for doing that. And And then sometimes it would say, oh, it's going to be gonna be, be raining for sure, but then it wouldn't rain. You see, a, a weather person will talk about the future and they will forecast the future based on facts, based on information, based on scientific data that they've found. High pressure, low pressure systems, the wind, the temperatures, all that stuff. They, they will give a, a, an educated prediction, an educated forecast of what the future might hold. A weatherman's forecast is based on facts, but a prophetic man's forecast is based on faith. And those two things are completely different. While the weatherman will will forecast based on what possibly could happen, based on the knowledge that they have, the prophetic person will actually faith-cast the future based on what the Word of God says. And even though even though the, the data and, and the information may say, well, it's probably going to rain, the faith person knows that, 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 that information that could be wrong and, and they can speak in faith about what the future will look like. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a forecaster. I want to be a faith caster. Uh, for you and I, there are some people here today and you need to put on... the 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 robe of faith and start prophetically speaking into your future through the filter of faith and stop collecting all the data around you that says it's going to be bad if it's probably going to rain it's probably going to end up bad It's probably going to be highly humid it's going to be this that or the other thing come on let's not be people that live like that let's be people that speak into our futures that see our futures and prophetically faith cast what the future has to look like come on somebody say amen